Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Exodus, and we are ready to read Exodus chapter 23. Now, last time we read Exodus chapter 22, and at the end of chapter 22, the Lord says, or God says, You shall be holy men to me. Therefore, you shall not eat meat from any animal that has been torn to pieces by predators in the field. You shall throw it to the dogs. And this chapter was some various different laws, property rights, things of that nature. Now we're going to move on to Exodus chapter 23, and we're going to continue with some different laws and things of that nature. Okay, all right, so this is Exodus chapter 23. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. You shall not give a false report. You shall not join hands with the wicked to be a malicious witness, promoting wrong and violence. You shall not follow a crowd to do something evil, nor shall you testify at a trial or in a dispute so as to side with a crowd in order to pervert justice. Nor shall you favor or be partial to a poor man in his dispute simply because he's poor. If you meet your enemy's ox or his donkey wandering off, you must bring it back to him. If you see the donkey of one who hates you Lying helpless under its load, you shall not leave the man to deal with it alone. You must help him release the animal from its burden. Now notice this is our enemy, but we must do this. We must do these things. Sometimes we have to help our enemy. You shall not pervert or bend, they put in parentheses, bend, the justice due to your poor in his dispute. Keep far away from a false charge or action, and do not condemn to death the innocent or the righteous, for I will not justify and acquit the guilty. You shall not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the clear-sighted and subverts the testimony and the cause of the righteous. You shall not oppress a stranger, for you know the soul the feelings, thoughts, and concerns of a stranger, for you were strangers in Egypt. You shall sow your land six years and harvest its yield, but the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie uncultivated, so that the poor among your people may eat what the land grows naturally. Whatever they leave, the animals of the field may eat, You shall do the same with your vineyard and olive grove. Six days each week you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall stop working so that your ox and your donkey may settle down and rest. And the son of your female servant, as well as your stranger, may be refreshed. Now concerning everything which I have said to you, be on your guard. Do not mention the name of other gods, either in a blessing or in a curse. Do not let such speech be heard coming from your mouth. So this would be like idle curses, you know, and things of that nature. We should not 
speak such things, even back then or now. Three times a year you shall celebrate a feast dedicated to me. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread as I commanded you at the appointed time in the month of Abib. For in it you came out of Egypt. No one shall appear before me empty-handed, but you shall bring sacrificial offerings. Also, you shall observe the Feast of Harvest. And they, they put in parentheses, this is known as other things, the Feast of Harvest, Weeks, Pentecost, or First Fruits. Acknowledging the first fruits of your labor of what you sow in the field. And third, the Feast of Ingathering, they also call this Booths or Tabernacles, the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. At the end of the year, when you gather in the fruit of your labors from the field, three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord God. So these are at least three times of the year that they will need to appear for making sacrifices to God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread, and the fat of my feast is not to be left overnight until morning. You shall bring the choice first fruits of your ground into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Now, this seems like a very specific thing, and this was probably something that was done. Ah, now this here, there is a note here for this, and it says this may have been a pagan practice, and it says perhaps some kind of fertility rite. Anyway, it sounds like it would have been something that belonged possibly in other worship, following things not of God. So, God is just saying, you will not do this. So, behold, I'm going to send an angel before you to keep and guard you on the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Be on your guard before him. Listen to and obey his voice. Do not be rebellious toward him or provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgression, since my name, and in parentheses they say authority, is in him. You know, it's like Jesus gives us his name to pray in, giving us his authority. And this is similar. God is saying this angel is there representing him in his authority. So, you know, be aware. <laughs> you know, stay, stay alert to that and be aware. Do not get careless or act incorrectly. But if you will indeed listen to and obey his voice and do everything that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the land of the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Canaanite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, I will reject them and completely destroy them. You shall not bow down to worship their gods nor serve them, nor do anything in accordance with their practices. You shall completely overthrow them and break down their sacred pillars 
and images of pagan worship. You shall serve only the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and water. I will also remove sickness from among you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my terror ahead of you, and I will throw into confusion all the people among whom you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you in flight. I will send hornets ahead of you, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite before you. I will not drive them out before you in a single year, so that the land does not become desolate due to lack of attention and the wild animals of the field do not become too numerous for you. I will drive them out before you, little by little, until you have increased and are strong enough to take possession of the land. I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines, that's the Mediterranean, and from the wilderness to the river Euphrates. For I will hand over the residents of the land to you, and you shall drive them out before you. You shall not make a covenant with them or with their gods. They shall not live in your land, because they will make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it is certain to be a trap for you, resulting in judgment. Now that is the end of the chapter, but I want us to note several things, uh, because... Um, we are doing other studies in church, and, and I'm doing other reading and, and things. Um, it's interesting that what God says here, he says he will drive them out little by little, and he will throw confusion into the people. You know, he's going to send his terror ahead of you, and I will throw into confusion the people who you're going to you know, come into contact with. Well, he does that. These people... You'll read like in Joshua and maybe even before then, but specifically I've been reading, uh, we've been reading in Joshua. And you will see that a lot of the people in the promised land, they've heard of the Israelites and they've heard of God and what he's done. And they are literally afraid of them and of God. They are truly worried and scared of them. But we'll, we'll see that when we get there too. But this is something that God is telling them here, and, he, and he's explaining that while he could wipe all this out at one time, if he did so, there's a problem with that. Then the animals will come in and take over, and everything will become too too wild, and too uh, maybe there would be too many wild animals. Maybe it would create other issues with the environment. So you notice God has a plan, and he's he's working it bit by bit, and he's explaining to them what he's doing. So it seems like a, a really well-thought-out thing to me. You know, some people want to make it sound like in the Old Testament, God just ran around slaughtering everybody, but that's that's not the case. And he's also cautioning them not to make a covenant with these people or their gods. Now, we're going to see sometimes in the future where they make mistakes and things happen that shouldn't be happening but he's already warning them now we're way back here at exodus 23 we're not even that far along but he's warning them now 
we don't want to do these things. And we're going to see that they make mistakes. And it's just like us. We, we make mistakes. All of this here is for our learning so that we will know that we too need to pay attention to what God tells us and try to follow that as best we can. Anyway, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.